You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we are breaking the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds sexuality, unwanted pornography use, and betrayal trauma, and helping you embrace your God-given sexuality with courage, compassion, and connection. I'm your host, Chriselle Simons. Welcome back, listeners. We are so excited to be joined today by Carly Palmer Webb. We've had her before, and I'm stoked to have her back because she is just a light and a beacon and just so awesome. So today we're going to be breaking the silence with Carly, and we are going to be talking about where our faith, values, and sexuality meet and how to bridge maybe some of the gaps that you might feel when it comes to those three things. And so without further ado, Carly, will you just take a second and maybe just introduce yourself to our listeners? Sure thing. So happy to be here. Thanks for having me back. Well, I am a sexuality researcher, which is maybe not a really common career choice, (laughs) But I have been a sexuality researcher for several years. Basically, I went to school and instead of doing the clinical track to become a sex therapist, I decided to do the research track, which means that I spent <laughs> grad school doing stats and, and data analyses so that I could better understand the research that exists and contribute to the sexuality research that exists. And there's a lot of cool research going on specifically around religion and sexuality, which I'm pretty stoked about. So that is my background. And now I do a lot of education as well. So I educate specifically Christians who have grown up in purity culture about sex and sexuality and try and help them bridge the gaps between the things that you introduced, Chriselle. What else? I'm married to a wonderful man named Dallin. I have a baby on the way that is going to be here any second. (laughs) So we are anxiously awaiting the arrival of our little one, Barry very anxiously. (laughs) And that about sums my life up right now. Beautiful, beautiful. And she's often known as the Christian sex educator. And that's where you, is that your handle on Instagram? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Sweet. And her courses are awesome. And I can't recommend her page, her website, like all of the things. Everything Carly is awesome. (laughs) You are so good to me. Thank you. (laughs) She's just, you're just doing so much good in the world. And I just want more people to know about you. I I send all of my friends and family who are getting married or like basically everyone actually. (laughs) Married, unmarried, like everyone. Everyone I send to you. Go check her stuff out. I appreciate it. So I'm a big fan. (laughs) So when it comes to our faith and our values and our sexuality, maybe what are some of the common gaps that you have seen in your your research, in your work? Mm -hmm. Well, I think the biggest one is honestly just that, that so many of us, past Carly included, think that they're in conflict with each other. And I think that that's the, the primary issue that I see for a lot of 
religious individuals. They feel as though their faith and their sexuality, especially during periods of singleness, are fighting against each other somehow, or there's no way for them to coexist in a good and happy way. And I think that's the most unfortunate and problematic dynamic that I see with the people that I work with and also in the research that we do is that can turn into pretty easily a a lot of guilt about sexuality, a strong dislike of their sexual self or sexual desires, sometimes a quite dramatic effort to shut down their sexual desires and and sexual self. So I'd say that's the biggest one. Yeah, I I mean, as you were talking about that, I just feel like I was sent back to past Chriselle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, oh my goodness, that was so me. <laughs> Same, totally. And oh, it was so hard. So, so hard. It is, it is, it is such a challenging road to walk, especially because we're trying to be good. We're trying to follow God. Like all these people that I work with that are sharing these things with me are such good people. And they've really dedicated their lives to following God in really beautiful ways. But this specific part of their faith journey and their life is so painful. Oftentimes there's so much shame. There's so much guilt and a lot of really negative self-talk and self-thought. It's unfortunate, <laughs> but you know, definitely. we're, we're working on changing it. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's definitely what we want because I think also, I think there's a lot of fear. I think there's yeah. a lot of fear in there too. So to compound all of those things, I just feel like it can be very paralyzing mm-hmm. and, and and also pretty hopeless of like, how do I bridge this gap? Totally. And, and where do I start? Will it require marriage for me to ever bridge this gap? Does marriage solve it? I, I, I just feel like there's a lot of, a lot of question as to what to do different. Yeah, yeah definitely. Especially, especially when you're not sure what's okay and what's appropriate. <laughs> like when it comes to your faith and your sexuality, it is, it's a difficult situation to be in when you feel like you need to make a change in this area, but you don't know what you're allowed to learn or do or yeah, it's tricky. It's totally tricky. That's so true. (laughs) I feel like I remember Googling once, like how far is too far as a Christian or something. Oh yeah. (laughs) Not a helpful Google thing, by the way. (laughs) I don't think it's got any, any helpful (laughs) results. Just FYI. (laughs) Like it was so hard to know. So hard to know. Like, have I messed up? what what now and that's just like in that moment plus all the other things like is it okay for me to read this book I'm not I'm not married like is it I I just remember feeling so anxious all of the time yeah yeah 100% of the time about it same that was very much my same experience and I got married when I was 28 so I had quite a while of trying trying to figure this out while single 
Thankfully, it didn't take me all the way to 28 to realize that I could learn. I actually did grad school and became a sexuality researcher before I got married. But I spent so much time wondering what if I was doing this wrong and wondering if I was going too far and like apologizing to God for every little sexual thought or desire I ever experienced. It, yeah, it's, it's rough. It is, <laughs> it can be so uncomfortable. <laughs> I just, I just feel like, I, I know we spent like a little bit of time going back to, I am so relate to that apology prayer. <laughs> Yes. I remember saying <laughs> so many times. <laughs> yeah. And now yeah. looking back, I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> I know. I know. It's, I know. Same. Yep. <laughs> but I also look back and I'm like, you know, at the same time, I feel like I also am grateful. I'm grateful for those moments because it helped me want something different. Yeah. If that makes sense. It helped yeah. me want something different. It also helped me, in, in a lot of ways, I feel like it did protect me, for better or for worse. Probably both. Some I, of both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's very true. But I just wonder, like, how could that be done differently on in all stages? How yeah. can we bridge the gap and and allow our faith and our values and our sexualities to live in harmony? Well, I think it's important for us to recognize it sounds like you and I had pretty similar experiences in this regard, but there were good things happening. Like our desires to be good, our desires to follow God, our desires to align our behaviors with our beliefs, those were all good things. And and our efforts to make that happen were coming from a really good place. <laughs> Definitely. All of those can still exist and, in fact, can be quite a bit more effective and meaningful with an acceptance and appreciation for ourselves as sexual beings. And I think that's what you and I were missing, was the intentions were good, <laughs> right? I always, I can't help but think of the Princess Diaries quote when she says, the concept is grasped. The execution is a little elusive. You know, yes. we, we really, we, we were on the right track. Yes. We just had a, a really significant gap in the information and understanding that we had about healthy sexuality that kept us from maybe engaging with it in healthier ways. So and why and I just wanna also like let's just imagine for a second maybe instead of because I feel like my my experience was to suppress my sexuality mm -hmm. and to to like run from it. And and most mm -hmm. of that came from just a lot of pain that I grew up with in my family of origin and and I just didn't ever want to experience that. <laughs> and so if I hit it, then it would never wouldn't it be a problem, right? <laughs> that always the, works. Spoiler alert, it didn't work. <laughs> but let's just maybe imagine for a second if we were having a conversation with someone who who maybe on the opposite side was like struggling with pornography or or on the other side is having a difficult time with maybe the, their sexuality is 
maybe running the show more than they want it to be. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. What would that... Go ahead. I would say, interestingly enough, those two struggles can come from a really similar place. Interesting. Um, Meaning for a lot of us, suppression is the way that we deal, (laughs) you know, like it's, we think that sexuality is bad. We think that our sexual, sexual desires are bad. So we just try to shove them as deep as we possibly can into ourselves. That's coming from a place of, a place of fear, a place of guilt for a lot of religious individuals, sexual explorations or unwanted sexual behaviors kind of come from the same place. Like they don't know how to manage it in healthy ways. Mm -hmm. So they seek out, they find sexual outlets that can be hidden, right? That don't require them to be engaged with other people that don't require them to be knowable and and they use those as a way to navigate their sexuality in the dark is what I would say like in secret because they don't know how to do it any other way And oftentimes these unwanted sexual behaviors, which I realize are not always unwanted, but for religious individuals, things like pornography are often engaged in, in a way that goes against their moral beliefs. Right. Right. So I think for a lot of religious individuals, these unwanted sexual behaviors are coming from Like they don't know where to find good information. They have some curiosity. They have some desire. They don't know what to do with it. And so pornography or masturbation becomes an outlet because they don't know what else to do, right? In both cases, the suppression or the engaging in behaviors that don't align with your beliefs, neither is a healthy approach, right? Both are not preparing you for healthy sexual relationships. They're not contributing to sexual wholeness. But, you know, and ironically, both can kind of, well, not be solved, but so much healing and goodness can come for people on both sides just from healthy faith-based education. Beautifully said. I feel like as you were describing that, I was seeing like it's two sides of the same coin almost. Yeah. Like either either one of those reactions. And and I'm sure that it's not just like A or B. I'm sure that mm-hmm. you could land anywhere. Right. <laughs> and maybe you have some of both, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe you have some unwanted and some suppression. Unwanted sexual behavior acting out and then also suppression, right? I, I'm sure sure it's more of a spectrum but i i feel like as you were explaining that i also i also was like wow it's so amazing how we do we try to hide from we try to hide from god we try to hide from just like adam and eve <laughs> hid yeah. from god right initially and and that's often how we want to solve our pain or solve our not knowing what to do is we're like okay we'll just hide yeah and and how that usually doesn't lead to healing 
right? And so I love this idea of of faith-based education setting us free. I think that's so awesome. And so what, yeah, how do we go about that? Where do we, where do we go? Well, I think the first step is just recognizing that we can experience what's sometimes described. I really like this description. It did not come from me, but the phrase sexual wholeness is one that I really like. I think the first step is recognizing that we can experience sexual wholeness in any life stage as a religious individual. Like I can fully embrace my faith in God, my faith in Jesus Christ and myself as a sexual being in, in every stage of my life, single, married, divorced, all the things like whatever they will look different in every stage, depending on what your values and your beliefs are. But it's possible to do that. You never have to live being afraid of feeling guilty for your sexual self. That was so refreshing. Even as you said that, I feel like I felt it deep within me and just resonate. Also, I feel like there was a little 21-year-old Krishal that was just like, what? (laughs) Hold up. (laughs) No way. <laughs> yeah. Just 21-year-old me. Like, all, no, totally. like, up until, like, probably 25. Like, all of me was like, what? Totally. But I, 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 but I also felt that resonate, that it's true, that, that we can have sexual wholeness, that it is possible, no yeah. matter what your, your stage of life is. And a couple months ago, I was having a conversation with my sister, And I just told her she's like 10 years younger than me. So she's dating and in college. Yeah. I just told her, I was like, I just want you to know that I trust you. I totally (laughs) believe in you and you're going to figure it out. And yeah, I, I want you to know that first of all. And second of all, I want you to know that I know that Jesus Christ, his grace is sufficient for everything and anything and all the things. And, and then the third thing that I want you to know, and what I really wish for you that could be different than it was for me is that instead of having so much anxiety, you can approach all of this with confidence Mm -hmm. and, and you can, and you can have just more assurance as you figure out what it is that you want in your life and in your relationship and in your in your relationship with God and your relationship with whoever you're dating and your relationship with yourself. I want you to have confidence. And it was, it was such a beautiful conversation because I realized that in order for me to like come to that realization, I, it was years of, of education, just like you're talking about years of me searching for a different way than what I had been experiencing in approaching my sexuality and it was so freeing yeah yeah so if anyone needs that pep talk call (laughs) Chriselle because every young adult needs it (laughs) totally yeah I just I think that we are living 
below our privileges when it comes to our relationship with God, the closeness that we experience with God, and the love that we feel from God, I think a lot of that gets blocked by our own self-loathing and guilt tied to sexuality. Like, I really do think that exploring, I'm not saying exploring your sexuality, like behaving in ways that you don't, that don't align with your values. I just mean like educating yourself on sexuality, coming to understand God's purposes behind your sexuality. I think that not only are those things really empowering when it comes to living a sexually whole life, but also I really do believe that they that doing so can open these new, I don't even know how to describe it, can open this whole new part of your relationship with God that has, that maybe you haven't been accessing because of the guilt and fear that you're experiencing. I really do think that this process can bring you closer to God, not the other way around, which I think is what a lot of people fear. That's so beautiful. I just keep thinking about Adam and Eve hiding and then being mm-hmm. so scared hiding from yeah. God because they're like, I yeah. messed up. I can't. And and, and then it I'm wasn't like, God who told them to hide. <laughs> Definitely true. He Let's wasn't like, that. you guys should be ashamed of yourselves, which is what we often think, right? No. In fact, like when they did come and talk to God again, God, like he was just like, okay, let's get you close. Yeah. You are naked. That's fine. Mm -hmm. it was not even like i can't believe you're (laughs) naked like there was no no sassy comments from god it was like let's move forward together and it was i think that's so beautiful and so freeing because that has been my experience as i have come to know and experience god more and more that's how he responds he he's not like shame on you he's not you messed up and now you're not worthy. It's like, I am here. I am with you. I'm so glad you came to me. Yes. Let's, let's go. Let's, let's move forward together. And I, I hope, I just wish everyone knew that that's how God sees and views them. Yeah. And I'm sure that I, I'm sure that I will come, I, I'm sure in like 10 more years or whatever, I'll be like, wow, I still didn't understand his grace and his mercy and his love even then. And it's because it's, it's so, he's totally there for us. And, and I think for me, the, the bridge came in, in bridging this gap when I realized that God really did love me. Yeah. Period. And I know that that's like so simple and, (laughs) but, but that helped me to realize that he loved every part of me. He loved my sexual side. He loved my emotional side. He loved the the side that gets really upset when she's scared. (laughs) Like she, he loves all of me and, and his grace is sufficient for all of me. Yeah. Simple to say, but it it is hard to get to the point where we believe it. Totally.
And it's okay. It's okay. If you're like, man, I'm not there. It's okay if you're not there yet. I've been studying the New Testament this year and I I know we're, but that's the whole point. We're talking about God today. Yeah. <laughs> the Christian sex educator. And we're going there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. But I I just think of the man who, who, who's, who brings his child to the Savior and is like, will you, will you heal my son? And I hope that that's right. <laughs> I didn't get as much sleep last night. My toddler was very, <laughs> very active. <laughs> but I, and and he he's asking the Savior to heal him. And the Savior turns to him and says, do you believe? And, and the man says, I believe. And then he says, help thou my unbelief. I love that so much. Because if you have even a smidgen of faith, bring that faith with you to this conversation with God, with, with yourself, with other people, and then ask him to help you the rest of the way. I have that conversation all of the time with God because yes, I believe. And I have a lot of me that's like really <laughs> freaking out. <laughs> and, and not yeah. Same. <laughs> and so I just, I, I just hope that we can bring the faith that we have to this and and recognize that his grace is even sufficient for the faith that we need. Yeah. Yeah, and specifically in this conversation about sexuality, like I recognize that a lot of people who are going to listen to this are are likely feeling like, oh, <laughs> we are far too far gone, you know? Like we are way past this like young adult just barely starting to date seriously time to explore and learn about your sexuality like I know that that some of you who are listening are feeling like I I have spent years suppressing these feelings or I have spent years trying to manage a struggle with pornography and and it's not it's not working right like I'm I'm too far gone yeah but it just i I feel really grateful that too far gone doesn't exist, especially with God. <laughs> but in this case too, I mean, I have seen such beautiful change and healing take place for all kinds of people in all different life stages when they learn to embrace both God and their sexuality in this space. Nobody's too far gone. Just doesn't exist. Beautifully said. And I'm so glad that you brought that up because, yeah, I feel like that's another one of the the lies that we tell ourselves is yeah. that like, well, I've, I, it's just not possible. Like, yeah, 10 years ago, five years ago, last year, yesterday, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But not now. And it's just definitely not true. It's definitely not true. And, and yeah, it might not be as simple as like, oh, I read a new book and I like reached sexual wholeness. Right. Well, it's, probably, it's probably not it. Right. <laughs> it's not what it was for me. <laughs> or like, I'm getting married tomorrow. So I'm going to, I'm going to definitely be at sexual wholeness. <laughs> like, <laughs> also probably not, probably not get it. Oh, I mean, it's a journey like anything else, Definitely. but this is a fun one. This is a really, really fun one to go on. Highly recommend it. 
Definitely. Oh man, it is so fun. And it's so fun because I feel like on this journey of bridging this gap, I've learned so much about myself. I've learned so much about my husband. I've learned so much about God and I've laughed a lot along the way. And I have, (laughs) I've had so much fun, but I've also been like, wow, God really is so good. And just like, so surprised at, at how, so surprised at how good he continues to prove himself to be. Yeah. I love that. So I love that. And this this part of ourselves, the the capacity for sexual relationships, the desire to connect with other people sexually, I wholly believe that it was a part of our creation. Like God put this in us for a purpose and he didn't wait. He doesn't wait to give it to us until we get married, which seems like it would make this process a little bit simpler. <laughs> Amen to that. <laughs> we might feel less desire to get married. But, oh, but we are sexual beings from the day that we are born for our entire lives. We don't become sexually or sexual when we become sexually active. This is a part of who we are our whole lives and God created us that way. So hating this part of ourselves, hiding this part of ourselves, being ashamed of this part of ourselves, it's totally unnecessary and really super discouraging. (laughs) So discouraging. I also just want to add in there also maybe hating the sexuality of others. I, yeah, I, I feel like that was, I remember a conversation with my therapist where he was like, you know, any man that you date or marry is going to have a sex drive. And I was like, (laughs) no, (laughs) (laughs) which is laughable now (laughs) at the time. Not, it was not, it was not a joke. It was not, (laughs) not something I even wanted to consider, but I, no matter what your pain is, no matter what's stopping you or, or maybe the roadblock for you in having sexual wholeness, there's hope. And that's what I hope that each of you walk away from this episode with is that there is so much hope. And when you bridge those gaps, when you bring your faith, your values and your sexuality into harmony, there is so much joy and peace available for you. Amen, my friend. That was like, (laughs) that was just so beautiful. I'm like, Done. <laughs> but then my brain's like, wait, <laughs> all these other things. So I'm just going to ruin that beautiful ending and just say one more thing. <laughs> just, because, just because you, your thought that you shared right before you wrapped it up so beautifully that I'm going to ruin brought to mind there will there will be people who listen to this episode who have had such negative experiences with sex and sexuality outside of their control that it will be really really difficult to view sex as a good and happy thing i recognize that sex is used and abused for awful awful things in the world and if you have been a victim of some of that i am so so sorry that's so unfair I just 
I just want them to know too <laughs> that there's hope in that space too for believing again that sex is good. That it is, it can be used for terrible things, but sex and sexuality themselves are not what's terrible. What's terrible is the choices that other people have made, right? It, there is still hope, even in those really heavy situations, for believing that this part of yourself and this part of your current partner or future partner is good too. Beautifully said. And I'm so glad you went there. And, <laughs> and listeners, and, and I, I just hope, again, that you walk away knowing that peace and joy and harmony and relief and healing are possible for you. Yeah. So thank you so much, Carly. This has been such a beautiful discussion. And <laughs> listeners, again, you can find her at the Christian Sex... Th Wait, is it... What's your Instagram yeah. handle? It just left. Everything's the Christian Sex Educator. So Perfect. that's how you can find me on Instagram. My website is thechristiansexeducator.com. If you can remember that, you can find all the things. <laughs> Perfect. And again, she's got such incredible resources. Her emails are awesome. She's got a learning to orgasm course or what is, it's not even a course. It's, it's just, just a, a guide, freebie, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. You get it for free 99. <laughs> free 99, my favorite price. But she's also got some incredible courses for every stage of your life, for being single, for newlyweds and engaged couples and for people who are married. And yeah. it's just, she's blessing the world. And <laughs> if you you know, resonate with any of the things that she shared. Or if you're like, I want to have sexual wholeness in my life, go find her. Thank you so much, Carly. Thanks so much for having me. It's been so good to be here. If you or someone you know has struggled with unwanted pornography use and are done trying to change on your own, go back a couple of episodes and listen to Chandler's story. He shares how he found the courage to come out of hiding to find the support he needed to make lasting change. Chandler then created Relay, a group recovery program to help you quit porn by making it easier to have effective accountability, self-care tools, and meaningful connection with your support group anytime you need it right on your phone. Definitely go back and listen to my episode with Chandler. It's so great. Or use the link in the show notes to try Relay out for yourself. You don't have to go at this alone anymore. You've got this. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Break the silence and help us create a culture of courage and compassion by sharing what you learned today with someone you love. Help us reach more people by rating and reviewing us on iTunes or liking and leaving a comment on YouTube. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue and educate on these tough issues and to create a healthier culture of sexuality. The opinions and views shared by the host or guests do not constitute as professional advice or services and do not necessarily reflect the views of REACH 10. We do not guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. 
Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard in this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture. Keep breaking the silence.